0: Welcome to the Bring Your Product Idea to Life podcast. This is the podcast for you if you're getting started selling products or if you'd like to create your own product to sell. I'm Vicki Weinberg, a product creation coach and Amazon expert. Every week, I share friendly, practical advice as well as inspirational stories from small businesses. Let's get started. Today on the podcast, I'm talking to Debbie Scott from Sheila Sells Seashells. That's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? So Debbie works with oyster and scallop shells. They're created by the sea and enhanced by her. Debbie is based in Tunbridge and she handcrafts beautiful seashells turning them into pieces of treasure that you can keep forever. Her oyster and scallop shells have so many uses and make the best Christmas presents and other gifts too. They're unique, they're eco-friendly and yet yeah, they're just beautiful. Um, I've never seen anything like Debbie's products so I was really fascinated to find out about how she sources these shells, what she actually does with them to turn them into pieces in art, the time that takes and also how she prices her products because she you can imagine the work that she does is very time intensive she produces these beautiful pieces and um, as I'm sure you'll be aware pricing for handmade products could always be a bit tricky so it was really interesting to hear Debbie's take on that as well as all the other things she had to share with us so I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Debbie. So hi Debbie thank you so much for being here. Hi how are you today? Really good thank you thank you so much for joining me. And can we start with you, please, give an introduction to yourself, your business and what you sell?
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm the owner and founder of Sheila Sell Seashells. My name is actually Debbie. Um, my husband's Australian and uh, he's just called me Sheila for years. So it's kind of stuck. Um, and. <laughs> um, yeah, so we live in Tunbridge with our daughter, Aggie, and uh, we love going to the beach. It's our happy place. And um, yeah, I've got I've got two businesses, really. I've got Scott Communications, which is my main business where I um, offer copywriting, editorial, proofreading, PR and public affairs services to businesses and individuals. But what we're here to talk about today is Sheila sea Seashells, which is my arts and crafts business, um, where I hand decorate oyster and scallop
0: shells thank you so much debbie and because obviously this is audio and people can't see your products although of course we're going to link to your website in the show notes and hope everyone goes to have a look but can you just briefly explain what your shells are so just give us a little i know it's really hard to do it audibly (laughs) if you can just describe
1: them for us Yeah, so I take um, oyster and scallop shells and um, I turn them into sort of beautiful treasures that you can keep forever. So um, they can be used for all manner of things. The world really is your oyster. You can use them as trinket dishes, ornaments, jewellery trays, salt and pepper cellars, necklaces. um, Yeah, anything really. um, Cuff link holders. Um, I, I basically um craft with them so I'll go into this a bit later but lots of cleaning is involved scrubbing away all the nasty um, barnacles and yucky bits and then um, I paint them all to a degree and then I use a combination of methods to decorate them but um, predominantly decoupage and um, where I select a print and sort of um, work it into the shell and then um, what I think sets my shells apart is that I um, use an actual gold leaf um, to uh, sort of apply the gilt around the edge and then um, I use several coats of epoxy resin to give it that really long lasting hard shine Um, and and yeah the result is a little bit of treasure from the sea that you should be able to keep forever it's a nice eco gift
0: it's a lovely gift and i've obviously had a good look at your website and your shells are beautiful and we'll talk a little bit later about sort of everything that goes into them because i can you can see by looking at them how much work and obviously you've described it to us there as well there's a lot that goes into your shells Um, but i would love to know what inspired you to start working with shells in this way
1: um, I've always loved to see, um, from a very early age, I wanted to join the Royal Navy. Um, I ended up joining the Royal Navy Reserve, but that was because of my eyesight. Um, <laughs> um I've always loved to see, it's just, you know, sense of romance and just, there's so much you can do at the seaside. My family and I, we love being by the sea. We love going to Whitstable, it's our happy place, or, or Cornwall. Uh, I'm a bit of an oyster tourist. If I know there's oysters, I'm there looking, you know, scouring the beach, um, my daughter's like looks for fossils and crystals. I look for pebbles and sea glass, and of course, all different types of shells. And um, I kind of just have an eye for looking at um, a shell on the beach and thinking, "Oh, yeah, that could be a really good octopus design." Or you know, I kind of know what design I want to put before I even picked it up. Um, I guess it all stemmed from um, lockdown, really. Um, We had more time to go to places like Whitstable and um, yeah, it really became our happy place. And uh, I guess I had a little bit more time to sort of start doing a bit more arts and crafts, which I've always loved doing. Um, So it was really a COVID um, lockdown hobby that's turned into an artisan business. Thank
0: you. And when did it? I'm assuming that it's, you said it's ourselves as a hobby. So when did it become a business? And and what made you think, okay, there actually, you know, could be something in this. I can start yeah. selling them.
1: Well, there's only so many shells you can give to your mum and uh, and um, wider family and friends, and um, people just said you should start selling these. Like so they're not bad, and. Um, I started putting them on Instagram and a gallery in Scotland, um, um, oh, i remember the name in a second, um, contacted me and said, um, would you be prepared to supply them to us on a wholesale basis. Um, So I started doing that. And then um, various sort of um, local wholesalers um, got in touch. And and I got some bespoke orders, um, just using social media to sort of get get myself noticed um, locally. And um, yeah, we went from there, really. Then I set up an Etsy shop. And um, I put a lot of focus into that for quite a while. And then more recently, I've created my own shop through Shopify, just so I can have my very own shop window. um, Because obviously Etsy has all its fees, and I just wanted to have my own sort of shop. Um, Yeah, so yeah, it went from there. That's amazing. And how long ago was this? So you started
0: creating them in lockdown, which that wasn't that long ago, really.
1: Um, I think I set up my first Etsy shop um two years ago this week actually. Oh wow so, yeah. well,
0: happy, yeah. birthday, Mrs.
1: Bethany. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday, Sheila. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And actually that hasn't been that long for you know, when you mentioned I was going to ask about all the places you're selling your shelves, and you are selling them in a lot of places, aren't you? Um, which yeah, for two years on, I think that's amazing. Yeah,
1: I'm I guess I, I I'm learning all the time and, um, it's, it's a, you live and learn with wholesale because you obviously have to adjust your prices and, um, uh, the wholesalers have their own sort of um, barriers and VAT and and things they've got their overheads to consider. So um, it's got to be worthwhile supplying them. Um, but obviously, I want to have the few key wholesaler outlets. So Whitstable is a key one. My home turf, Tunbridge, is a key one. Tunbridge Wells is great. Um, so yeah, I I kind of don't want to expand that. Part of it too much. Um, and that's why I've really invested in my own sort of shop window as well. And of course, um, I love working on bespoke commissions. Um, quite a few people have come to me and said, you know, we've got this really special memory of a loved one um, that we'd like to have this. Um, can you put this photo on a shell or, or, or this painting on a shell? So I've done that. Um, that all started actually when someone came to me and said, um, uh my father's passed away but he loved going to the old Neptune pub on the beach in Whitstable and um, we'd love to get that on the shelf so that's where that all started
0: that's really lovely I was going to ask about bespoke orders because it's really nice you're going to offer that and as you say when you're selling wholesale I guess you're having to send more I don't want to say generic because I know each of your shelves is unique but it's you know you're I guess you're yeah they're not as personal are they?
1: No, that's right. But I do try and tailor each um, sort of uh, the designs to each outlet. So, for example, Tunbridge Castle, like uh, the Union Jack ones, and they stocked the coronation shells that I did. Um, the Silver Sheep in Tunbridge Wells on Chapel Place. They like um, really quirky, funky styles um, to match the sort of persona and image of their shop. Um, so, yeah, and, and I, I always tailor to customer and client feedback as well.
0: That's really amazing you're able to do that. And um, I do want to talk a little bit more about the wholesale side, if that's the case. Are you wholesaling mainly to small, to smallish independent retailers?
1: Yeah, on the whole, um, and they come and go. I mean, sadly, the zero waste um, shop at the cafe on the Pantos um, recently closed down. Everyone's got their own sort of cost of living struggles. So um, they do come and go. But um, fortunately, I still have the um, outlet at uh, the Silver Sheep in Tunbridge Wells. And ideally, actually, I try and give exclusivity to one um, shop per town. Um, Yeah, so and then um, the focus really is on um, Whitstable because it's the home of the British oyster as well. Um, it's great having tunbridge castle um like i say i like to i like to support my own local community so it's good to have um um, some prominence in my own town as well
0: and i think also the town likes to promote local artists as well i think that's because obviously i live in tunbridge too so i think that's really i do know that you know the local artisan community is important and people like to support you so that's
1: also really
0: good um I've got, actually, I've got a practical question about shelves, but as you while we're on wholesale, I'd love to know a little bit about pricing because you mentioned pricing for wholesale. But I would say pricing in general. Um, how do you approach it, Debbie? The reason I'm asking is that your products, as you've explained, are really unique. They're also really time intensive. I'm sure it takes you quite a long time to, you know, to get go from a raw, if raw is the right word, shell to this beautiful finished item. How does that factor into your pricing? Because I know that can be an issue for lots of handmade businesses.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you've got to get over imposter syndrome. You've got to believe in your own self-worth and think, hang on a minute, it's taken me like two weeks plus to create this batch of shells. And it doesn't matter whether I'm doing one shell or 40 shells, it still takes two weeks because of the, the whole process. You can't speed it up um I'd say I take it it's really time intensive it's a real labor of love but I do love it so that's great um you've got to remember the time it takes to actually search for the shells go to Whitstable spend a day looking for them like trudging around at low tide getting really dirty um the cleaning the cleaning I must say, is the bit I like least <laughs> you've got to get out the scrub all the yuck away because obviously it's a, a source of food it's got the oyster attached by a mussel and you've got to get rid of all the remnants of that scrub, bleach, to um, dry in the sun and then I file them to make the, the edges nice and smooth. Um, the, the products that I actually use um, are really expensive so the resin is probably my biggest outlay. Um, packaging is also very expensive um, as is the actual, I use real gold leaf to um, apply the the gilt around the edge Um, so that's all they're all costs I've got to consider as well and then obviously there's my time on top Um, I'd say the sort of rarity of the shell so you might get a real whopper that you're not going to find very often so you're going to price it a bit higher Um, so generally if I've got one of those really big shells that's hard to come by I'd say that's £30, pounds, a large one is £25, a medium is £20, and then the smaller ones are fifteen. They're the sort of prices I use at my craft markets and on my website. Um, with wholesalers, you know, it's it's down to you to establish that relationship. Um, generally you don't really want to go below a 60-40 ratio in terms of pricing there because then it just it's no longer worth your while. I, mean, I guess you've got to think about um, establishing your brand. It's wholesale is good from that perspective, but again, you can't really go below that ratio.
0: Thank you so much for explaining all of that. And you also, just so you know, you answered my practical question, which was I was going to say, "Where would you get the shells?" <laughs> so you answered yeah. that. Thank you. Well,
1: I can elaborate a little bit more because um, I like to. It, that it's from an ek perspective. I like to say that I'm sort of giving them a new life, lease of life. Um, from restaurants, um, so I've got a really good relationship with a seafood restaurant called Pebbles on the Beach in Bex Hill on the Sea, and they saw my shells on Instagram and said, "Could you put our logo on our scallop shells?" Because and we want to use them as sort of seafood platters, and they also serve up the the beer and some chocolates on them as well. Um, and they actually keep their um, scallops that are from Rye um, for me, and then I uh, decorate them, and then they resell them in their shop in their restaurant. Sorry. So that's great, and also, um, Verdigree in Tunbridge um, uh, sometimes keep their oyster shells for me because otherwise, these beautiful shells are just going to go in the bin. So there's that sort of upcycling, giving them a new lease of life. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we love just looking on the beach, and you know, it doesn't matter if it's a shell or sea glass or pebble or driftwood or fossil or crystal. It's just fun, a fun family day out to go looking for shells as well.
0: It's so nice that you mentioned that your daughter likes doing that with you. I think that's
1: lovely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just develop an eye and she has got an incredible eye for crystals and fossils. And and uh, she's actually busy um, developing her own business. She's only eight, but um, she's been a bit inspired by what I do. And she's developed her own website called bunnyfish.co.uk, which is actually um, uh, sort of merchandise, T-shirts and drinks bottles and key rings and all stuff kids like um but we have pet bunnies and pet fish so she's um developed bunny fish but a lot less she uses ai with her dad to develop the products but um luckily for her it's all based on drop shipping whereas mine this is really labor intensive so um yeah
0: (laughs) I'm super impressed I'm gonna go and have a look at that immediately as soon as we finish recording I'm going to go to bunnyfish.co.uk yeah
1: I'm just really proud that you know a little bit of this sort of entrepreneurial spirit has rubbed off on her at a really early age so hopefully um yeah, sure, go somewhere.
0: <laughs> well, that's super impressive, and thank you for explaining your pricing process as well. Because I, something I see quite a lot with businesses that hand make their products is accounting for the materials, but maybe not accounting for the time. Yeah. And so I think it's really great that you, from the start, sounds like you factored that in.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm still, you know, I probably don't factor it in enough. But I'm just very aware that there is a, is a cost of living crisis. Um, and I do want my products to be affordable. Um, I know that they will last forever and they should be, um, a pretty unique gift that the recipient probably hasn't already got, but, um, yeah, I want them to be, um, affordable, um, as Christmas presents or teacher presents or what have you. So, um, yeah. No, I, f- I think they're great. And it, do you find,
0: cause you mentioned about, um, you know, whether you're making one or you're making them in batches, just practically, I'm just curious, is it, for you, is it more time efficient and cost effective to make them in batches rather than sit there and work on one? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm kind of going a bit crazy at the moment because I've got like Christmas markets, they're looming and um, I'm just trying to make, my my day job's really busy, but I basically never sit down and watch telly. So in an evening, I'm just busy making shells. Um, And uh, yeah, I guess... um, a batch of maybe 30, probably can't go much beyond 40 because at the end of the day, I don't have a studio. I'm just using my craft room is the spare room in the house I've taken over. I think most people like me start off working on the kitchen worktop and then the rest of the family get really annoyed with, in my case, shelves being everywhere. So now I'm sort of limited to the spare room in the house, which I've turned into my craft studio. So I can't, really do more than say 40 at a time and that's really going some but yeah there'd be no point in making five because you've got to mix up all the resin which I say is really expensive so you you've got to mix it up and and use it you can't you can't throw it in the bin it'd be your waste. so
0: yeah and I suppose well if you're washing five shells you might as well be washing oh, 20 shells
1: absolutely yeah <laughs> Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, that's really interesting. It's great to hear that you've found a process that works for you as
1: well. Yeah, you live and learn. You always, I must say, I've got my first ever shelves that I decorated and I will probably always keep those because they're, they mean something to me. But I look back on them and think, oh, gosh, I could have done that better or could have done that differently. You live and learn and you discover new materials, new gold leaf, new resins, new techniques all the time. And you just get better at what you do and more critical of your work. Quality control, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're always raising the bar. So,
0: I think that makes sense, though, because I think when you're hand-making, of course, the more you do it, the better you're going yeah. to get it. Yeah, and,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah um i'd love to talk a little bit about your day job if you don't mind debbie because you mentioned that you have a pr and communications agency so i thought any excuse to to, to (laughs) ask more questions um so i would love to just talk a little bit about pr and particularly pr for small businesses um so first of all, I'd love to know. Actually, do you do much PR for? Um, I really struggle to say Sheila. So I she know
1: who <laughs> would pick a tongue twister for their business name, eh? <laughs> um, do you know? I need to be better at practicing what I preach. I was um, looking at my SEA yesterday, and I'm just like, it needs to it needs to improve. Um, and it's just it just comes down to time. So I do think that I have a good website. Um, I must thank my husband because he's very techie and has helped a lot there. Um, but in terms of keeping the website up to date, you know, you've really got, I've got to get the Christmas market dates on it, for example. Um, but I will be updating with all my new products very soon, actually ahead of those markets. Um, I would say network, um, in terms of my one piece of um, advice for, um, small businesses be it pr businesses or or any business there are really there are a lot of really good local groups out there um you can find them on facebook instagram linkedin and then you go along to one and you might kind of think oh i can't really be bothered i'm just going to stay at home and you know not go out and talk to people i don't know but if you make yourself it's actually fun, and you'll probably come across another network that you didn't know about. And there's all these people out there doing really good stuff, inviting you along to um, events that they've organised. And you get to meet people, you get to make useful contacts, as useful opportunities. Um, yeah, I'd say keep the old imposter syndrome in the box because it always creeps in and self doubt. And is it should I really be charging this much an hour or? are my shelves worth this much? It's like, stop it. Shush. Of course they are. You've got to believe in yourself. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'd be careful about offers that come to you. Like, um, there's always the sort of, not scam emails, but you get bombarded by emails offering you SEO services or what have you, or website services. Well, just be, be a bit wary because some of them, I don't know. I, I, I've spent money on paid ads before that haven't yielded much return. And I look back thinking they were expensive. I shouldn't have done that. But you live and learn. So, um, yeah, my my best piece of advice is just get yourself out there. Talk to people, have fun and network.
0: I think that's great advice and coming back to what you were saying about you know whether you want some help with a website or SEO I think network is also a great way to get recommendations for people to work with as well because as you say um the people that come to you may not necessarily be the best or most qualified people they might be brilliant but they might not be but there's nothing quite like word of mouth is there and I mean I found out about you through you know through word of mouth someone you met recommended you to come on the podcast and I think that's kind of That's that's a nice way for things to work, isn't it? Because we all feel a bit better when someone's recommended by someone that we know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, I went along to um, that group that you just referred to and um, I could have easily just stayed at home, but I went off to Tambor 12s and I had a really nice morning just working alongside like-minded people and obviously for me it benefited both my businesses, my communications business and my craft business and um, yeah it was really really good so I'm glad I went along.
0: No, It's great. And as you say, it's hard to sometimes make yourself do it, but there are always benefits, particularly when, as you alluded to earlier, a lot of the things we need to be doing, so whether it's working on our SEO or updating our websites or PR, um, often just falls aside because we're so busy doing what we're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, what I do, I guess, is quite solitary. Um, It's very therapeutic. And I, but I do enjoy the social side of things. So that's why I enjoy the markets. I enjoy dropping into wholesalers. I um I've actually run some workshops. Um so the last workshop I ran was at the Artify retreat in Southborough um which was great. Um I also ran one at the Elabella restaurant in Tunbridge. Um so they're really good because then you can sort of share your love and and help other people um, enjoy the sort of love of crafting the shelves as well. So that's good. And I'm really looking forward to the markets, just where you meet customers, get customer feedback as well. Um, and there can be Christmas markets, so that should be nice and fun too. It's all a juggle. It's a, it's a massive juggle with the day job, family, you know, but... I just, you know, just go for it. <laughs> you know, we're all busy, aren't we? But just just have a go and see where it leads to. And
0: it sounds like you really enjoy it as well. And that's also really important. Like if you were the sort of person who didn't enjoy going to markets, for, you know, for any reason, then I guess you would maybe put more focus in your website, for example. But it sounds like you yeah. love going out and meeting customers. I think your products are so unique as well. It must be nice for customers to see them in real yes. life and be able to feel them and and get a good sense of them. But I think it sounds to me like you're leaning into the things you enjoy. And I think that's really important.
1: You've got to, and you've got to stay in control and kind of um, do what's right for you as well. Um, it's nice to go to the markets because you can talk to other um, storeholders and you can get um, recommendations from them. You can find out which markets are worth doing, which markets aren't, because some of them can be, you know, a bit disappointing and you, you give up a lot of time to do a market. A lot of preparation psychologically as well. You've got to like get yourself in the right headspace to go and spend a day, perhaps in the rain, talking to people non-stop and being on your feet. So it's the hard work and you've got to have enough stock as well. You've got to really, that's why I'm a bit like, oh, Christmas markets. You've got to have so much stock ready to go um, and all your packaging ready. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I just love that social element of it. So
0: that's really good. And coming back, to so I've got one more question on your day job is, do you have any PR advice for small product businesses? Because I know that's part of what you do day to day. So I'm just wondering, I'd love to get as much as possible
1: out yeah, of the guest of course. Um, Well, obviously the social media side of things, it's just, um, just keep on top of it. I mean, if you can... Um, even preload your um, sort of accounts with some posts ready to go over the next few days. And that's great. Um, Obviously, try and be strategic. So try and um, think, um, have sort of themes to your posts, especially in the run-up to Christmas and then in 2024. Um, Create content. So create content for your website, which, again, I need to be better at myself. Um, Blog blog and try and write a useful blog that's answering someone's sort of questions or finding a solution to their problems. Um, and yeah, like I said, just network, put yourself out there, um, promote yourself through you physically getting out rather than being insular and staying at home. Um, yeah, and one thing leads to another. Keep pushing on those on those doors, and one of them might open, and um, you might find a client in the most unlikely unlikely of places, you know. And um, the more you um, you can build your sort of repertoire and write up your case studies and write up about clients and have that content on your website and signpost to your website, maybe for your social media, um, is going to get you more more noticed and hopefully more work in the future
0: that's so helpful thank you and I think what I'm taking from what you said is is about just putting yourself out there which I think when you are working alone particularly if you're you know you're you're sitting there and you're making your products I guess it is quite solitary so I think that's really good advice to just make yourself and your products more visible And um, because unfortunately it's like unless you do that I think it's hard it's harder for definitely for people to find you isn't it I mean there's yeah. There's so much out there at the moment. Um, there's so much content and so much, so many businesses, and there's a lot. There's a lot going on. So I think now more than ever, we probably have to actually
1: make an effort to get seen. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I would just say, just go for it. Um, um, yeah. Just. <laughs> Have your plan, be strategic, know where you want to spend your money, know how you want to spend your time and um, have some key events in the diary and just keep sort of being proactive and pushing in the right direction. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you. Thank you for everything you've shared.
0: I'm going to make sure we link to everything that we've spoken about in the show notes for this episode. So we're going to link to your products business and also to your communications business as well so people can come and have a look at both